Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am always joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, which contains, contains, <laughs> involves, possesses, includes, includes, there we go. <laughs> contains, it contains, it's, it's a, it's a giant. I cannot be contained. <laughs> Nutrition facts. She starts kicking. Katie. What up? Emma. I'm the nutritionist. <laughs> and Micah. You. <laughs> Why did that tickle me? <laughs> I don't know. You're very tickled tonight. Yeah. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 1989 comedy film that parodies a lot of, a lot of scary movies, Transylvania Twist. You'll laugh all the way to the blood bank. Yeah. <laughs> Hit that music. Garbage ghouls in on and yes. Take a seat and take a rest. From behind the curtain, a disconcerting nod. It's time to listen to the Spooky Movie Squad. <laughs> Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 272 of this illustrious podcast. And volume one. No, I wrote one and that wasn't right. It's volume two of Spoof Horror Month. So this is Emma's pick. Yes. Yes. So I believe we've just been chasing that dragon, chasing that high of Transylvania 6 5000 for a very long time. And we will continue to do, to do so yep. until the end of time. Yes. Looking for that next movie that is. That punts a baby out of a castle door. Yeah. <laughs> Calls it a stupid idiot and just shakes. <laughs> we watched that yesterday. I needed that scene in my life. <laughs> That wasn't even yesterday. That was like two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) So Emma, she actually found one that I don't know how you found this, like searching for it. You probably put what Transylvania in and then it just. No, I actually looked up funny spoof horror movies and there was a list of like the top 50 and this was like the third one. Oh, awesome. So this bad boy is pretty old, but not. It's hey, hey, it seems older than it actually is. 1989 was a great year for things to be created, okay? <laughs> yeah, because this movie just references so many horror movies, and it blew my mind. I was telling Katie, like, this movie came out at the perfect time to make fun of so much stuff. There, this is the first horror movie parody that I've seen that spoofs on Phantasm, and that's a series we will watch one day. It's got the, the 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 silver balls that stab people. They were playing baseball in the hallway. I've never seen anybody make fun of Phantasm. <laughs> it just it this movie is awesome with the references. It's really cool. But for the uninitiated Transylvania twist, this is Mel Brooks airplane naked gun kind of comedy. Yeah. Yep. But a lot. More, That's actually one of my seven words. <laughs> but a lot more forced. Yes. A lot more forced and on the nose. Yeah. I don't know about that. Mel Brooks is pretty forced. Yeah. 
It depends on the situation. I think that a lot of Mel Brooks comedy, like a lot of it is forced and everyone laughs at it because we're programmed to laugh at Mel Brooks. I don't know. I feel like you get shamed if you don't laugh at Mel Brooks stuff. So like you better fucking laugh at everything. That's a hot take. You know, Emma's mom is pretty good at not laughing at Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's for fucking sure. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's a, that's a hot and toasty take. Cause... No, I think his stuff is funny, but I don't think that this movie is forced. I think I think all comedy that is similar to this is forced in some way. Like, I don't think anyone is like, oh, yeah, that fucking version of Bolero with like whistles and toots was just the pinnacle of hilarity. Like, <laughs> nobody was like, yeah, that's great. I was more confused when I heard it. I'm like, is that Bolero in that background? Yeah. <laughs> but as you hear from us, it's actually, it's a lot. And like I said, with when we did Scary Movie last week, it, that's the problem with these parodies and stuff. It, me explaining it's not going to be that good, unfortunately, because there's so many tiny little jokes and things that pop up. This movie parodies Nightmare on Elm Street. Casablanca, The Exorcist, Friday 13th, The Haunted Palace. So toward the end of this movie, when people are maybe getting sacrificed and their shirts all ripped up, that's from an old school Vincent Price horror movie. And that Mm. scene has actually been made over and over in tons of scary movies. I was like, oh, son of a bitch, that looks familiar. Hellraiser, Horror of Dracula, it conquered the world. So the monster at the end is actually from another movie <laughs> night of the living dead phantasm they actually had the guy that played the bad guy in phantasm come back for that scene i just realized that taxi driver it's not a scary movie but they did it texas chainsaw massacre and the terror hey how is boris karloff in this movie talking he wasn't <laughs> but they had scenes <laughs> but th- this movie it's crazy but it, like i said for the initiated it's about a, he's not a librarian, but his uncle, uncle, uncle's a librarian. And this guy, Dexter, is looking for an evil book mm-hmm. to, I guess, save the world. And then he meets up with a girl as they head to Transylvania because she owns a gigantic castle. And then vampires and madness is afoot. So, Katie, what did you think about Transylvania Twist? I thought there were parts of it that were really fucking funny and parts of it that were just like dumb as hell. But I feel that way with most comedy that is in this vein, like the airplanes and the like blazing saddles, like some of it is really funny. And some of it is for me personally is just like, nah, I could, I could, you could leave it. Like, I don't care. (laughs) And you know, this is, peak 80s so we're talking like there's a lot of like cleavage jokes and like you know girls running around scantily clad because why the fuck not and you know it was fine it was not a transylvania 6 5000 <laughs> it was not that funny to me but there were definitely parts that had me laughing out loud pretty pretty hard emma i would have to agree um i was <laughs> Based on the trailer, I really thought this was going to play along the same lines as a Transylvania 6-5000. And I was like, yes. 
and I got really excited. And then there were a few parts where I, I giggled pretty hard. And mm-hmm. then there were some parts where I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. That was a stretch, sort of. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was cute. It was, it was cute and it was very silly, but it was definitely not that Transylvania 6 5000 itch that I needed scratching. So I think having gone into it with that mindset, I was very sad afterwards because it wasn't Transylvania 6 5000. It wasn't horrifically awful. So there's that. Micah? <laughs> yeah, it had its moments. I... The universal Micah review. Meh. The main actor was very relatable with his comedy, making dumbass dad jokes throughout everything that was happening <laughs> the entire time. But yeah, I don't. It to me, it doesn't really kind of have the rewatchability of you know some of the other ones we've done, like Transylvania Six Five Thousand, and or the scary movies, or I don't know. Th- those had a little bit more rewatchability. This one, I'm kind of like, okay, cool, I've seen it. <laughs> Yay! On. Done. Yeah. Oh, it is. So, watching this, my favorite part of this movie, knowing that it's an old one and some of the jokes were going to be kind of just dated and some of the scenes, I knew there were going to be some big boobied ladies in this movie because it's, yeah. it's 89 and there were a lot of beautiful actresses. The, okay, the I, actress. I will say, I will say, though, the. the the scene toward in the uh, opening when they're walking through the library and it's just the camera guys following the uh, the big booby lady and until her boyfriend <laughs> comes around the corner and the camera goes oh no and runs away with the <laughs> like there's, there's spots in this that are great but honestly my favorite part were all this the references to other movies so the director and, and producers of this uh, Roger Corman was one of the producers of this film. Roger Corman made tons of poop ass movies. <laughs> and I don't say that in a mean way. I say that in a very loving way. But he made a lot of terrible movies. And I've seen tons of those movies on Mystery Science Theater 3000. And they actually, every time they see Corman's name, they're like, oh, God, you know. They're like ready for it, but it, it, he just makes absurd movies, and it. I'm not surprised that he was involved in this. It just, I liked it, but kind of like Micah and what Emma said, and Katie probably. I'm good to never watch it again, honestly. <laughs> yep. You know, but like I said, the music in this movie was actually really, really good. Surprisingly mm-hmm. good, like scarily good. There's a song that the guy sings saying that, like, I'm going to get so much money from, like, singing this song off oh, of yeah, the I'm going to get all the royalties. The royalties. And it's a nothing song. He's not it's saying anything, but it made me smile. And I was like, God damn it. This song is stupid. It, it It's just, it was cool. Like, the, there was creativity here. It just, I don't know. The, the plot suffered. But usually in these silly stories, there is no real plot. Really, it's just like, let's get to the next joke. And then let's get to the next joke. 
oh shit, we got to end this bad boy. Uh, here's the bad guy. <laughs> but like I said, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen, but I liked it. I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty cute. And like I said, for the references, it's fucking great. So we will get through this bad boy pretty damn quick because the the plot is, like I said, there's no real plot. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get through this. So it seems to be a middling thumbs from everybody. It's a, if you watch Street Fighter the movie, it's a M. Bison thumbs up. So all to the side. Mine's like a little high. It's up. Like I said, it's poop. It's not poop shit, but it's it's, it's poop. So uh, the film opens with two little like commercials and it, mm. it's pretty sweet. So there's like a, a prologue and we see this young woman. She's walking in like the woods and then you see one set of feet and then you see another set of feet and then she's being followed by three scary people. Hey, those those legs look familiar. That shirt <laughs> looks familiar. Yeah, she's being chased by Jason, Leatherface and Freddy Krueger. Now, they are not those characters I said out loud, and the fact that I said their names could get me sued, but they well, are... Not you sued, get yeah. everybody else sued. These are like dollar store versions of said characters that I will not say their names again. <laughs> like um, Frederick Krugerton. <laughs> His hand isn't just, you know, blades like it usually is, but it's like a Swiss army hand. A joke yes, that is when he brought- starts counting his yep. fingers and it's like a knife, a fork, some scissors, and nail clippers. Yep. <laughs> a joke that is brought back in Stan Helsing. And hopefully we review that at some point. Because yes. that movie, he's just getting chased by all the monsters from all the best scary movies. And Freddy, his hand is like a Swiss Army knife. Uh, mm-hmm. Very stupid. And Jason's mask is just a little bit off. Like I said, it's not the right thing in Leatherface. You know, it's just a weird guy with a chainsaw. You can do that. Anybody can do that. So the young lady, she's chased into a cave. And then we hear commotion happen inside the cave. And you're like, oh, no. And then she comes out with pieces of their all their outfits or weapons. And, and she smiles at the camera and says amateurs and shows off her vampire teeth. And then that actually got me and Katie thinking like, could a vampire beat up Leatherface? I'm like, yeah, he's just a people. He's just really strong. And then we were like, Freddy, if you mm. get him out of his dream world, he's just a dude that's scarred up. Jason, he's a zombie, so that's a whole situation. And then we started talking about vampires versus zombies. And I don't know how that conversation ended, but... <laughs> well, it was really a question of, of if a vampire could beat a zombie. And that's that's... A many argued point, and we don't actually know what the answer is because a zombie, a vampire can't suck a zombie's blood. Like, you couldn't suck Jason's blood because he doesn't have any. He's a zombie. But also, like, your strength is kind of pointless against Jason, too, because he's also equally strong. Yeah. Like, Jason might cut you down with his machete, maybe, but you're also, like, super fast and you can fly and do all these fucking things. So it's like a stalemate. Yeah, maybe on um particularly with Jason, not other zombies. Like I think other zombies would probably die because they're garbage. But there was a TV show called uh, Deadliest Warrior, and they actually did an episode, and they had Max Brooks come on, and he was Team Zombie, and I can't remember who was Team Vampire, but they actually sat down and tried to statistically, sciencely work out could 
vampires take out a horde of zombies. And then in the end, they were like, yes, but at some point, a vampire is going to get bit and then we're going to have vampire zombies. And I think that's how it ends. It's like, it just gets worse. So, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) the second commercial, we get a advertisement sequence for a mortuary crematory cemetery (laughs) called Death City. And Katie was like, damn, why don't we have a place like that? And I was like, that's a lot of moving pieces for one place. <laughs> I it, guess, but it's brilliant. It's very brilliant, but that would that place had to be gigantic. Have a cemetery with it and a crematorium and a mortuary. Like, yeah, it's not that big. A mortuary doesn't have to be that big. Like it's just a small church, like a chapel. And a crematorium could be done like I don't know. I feel like a mortuary and crematorium is they pretty much go hand in hand. Like, yeah. I think if you bought a big enough plot of land, you could do, make both things happen. Well, there's something to it because no one's done it before. And this movie in '89 it's made a joke done about it somewhere, but just not nowhere that I know. Nowhere around here. We'll look it up, but I feel that someone's maybe tried it. But it's probably honestly uh, people's religious like wariness of putting like a chapel at a graveyard yeah like because there used to be like churches would have graveyards behind them and then we just like moved away from that because like graveyards are now like thought of as haunted and sinister and whatever so now people are just like oh let's maybe not put a church right there yeah yeah so we see that the salesman he's selling new and used coffins and one in the back is like bloody (laughs) but it seems like they're doing pretty good financially because we enter the story at a deaf city location. So Dexter Ward is actually is based off of another character from another horror movie. He's greeted by two morticians and one of them is actually Forrest Ackerman. And he's a science fiction, like uh, editor writer, Um, actually pretty awesome, which is really weird. And so Dexter is there for the funeral for his uncle and we find out that his uncle's not actually dead and he's got a medical condition. Stephen King actually wrote a short story about this whole situation happening as a dude is about to get autopsied and he's not dead and he actually saves himself because he gets himself a boner. He works up a boner and the person's like, oh my God. And then they save him. So it's actually a great story. So he helps his uncle out of the coffin and back into the library. And so his uncle's like, it seems like you're the only person that's happy to see me alive. And so I was like, oh, that's cute. Dexter's like, (laughs) I assume his uncle is like insane. (laughs) So Dexter is tasked by finding the book of Orlock. Well, Ulthar. Ulthar and Orlock. Orlock is the family. Yeah, that's right. So a book of, you know, great power, you know, it, it, every oh. book in scary movies and action movies. It, it, a book of large juju. Yeah. <laughs> so the librarian, like, so the librarian, his uncle, mistakenly let someone check it out like a long time ago. And so he's like, you got to make sure this book is found. And he's like, okay, I can do this. And so Dexter's search leads him to a, I guess she's a music star, and her name is Marissa Orlock. 
as the bad guy says. He puts like so much emphasis on the K. <laughs> he like chokes on it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she learns that the death of her father, uh Marinus, I think Marinus. Marinus. I think that's how they say it. Yeah. Everybody's got M names in this fucking movie. And so she gets Castle Orlock in Transylvania. So Dexter goes with her to the castle. Tons of jokes pop up, and there's a New York cabbie that lives in Transylvania, and he's upset because he can't get a proper slice of pizza. I'm like, like, why are you living there? And Katie saw that the bellhops, they were zombies, and that's something yeah. that they use in Hotel Transylvania mm-hmm. later on. I feel this movie probably had tons of ideas that, if not people kind of copped, they just thought of it too and it wasn't like a stolen kind of thing which yeah Yeah. zombies is bellhops is a great idea they're dumb and they only will work on that one thing it's a hilarious idea so they (laughs) They even they even groan and like walk the exact same way that the hotel transylvania ones do yep (laughs) so the crew they meet victor van helsing and he's a vampire hunter and i love his little flashbacks because when he was a little kid learning how to be a vampire hunter he had the sweetest fucking mustache as a little kid yeah he did it was super cute and so (laughs) he accompanies marissa and dexter to the castle uh to help them figure out the whole estate the situation so they meet count byron orlock and it's played (laughs) by robert vaughn who's robert vaughn otis he's the bad guy from basketball (laughs) and He's the bad guy in another comedy pretty close to that one. He's got a bad guy face. And so it it just happens. I feel bad for him because if he ever wanted to be like a good guy, he'd probably be like a grumpy grandpa in a movie. But yeah, I just remember him from basketball. He was the rich guy that just wanted to make basketball like any other sport. Like people can just hop around and just be assholes. So Yeah. So the Count and his three adopted daughters... They're vampires. And it's funny, Dexter thinks that the Count and his daughters are just trying to scare Marissa to leave. And it's not real. This whole time, he he's he's very much the one that doesn't believe this, this shit's like really happening. But more and more, they see weird shit happening. And he's like, oh, that's really fucking weird. <laughs> so as they find the will and actually x is a video so they're watching the will happen and it's a game show i can't remember the name of the game show uh something of the dead the Ah. newly dead show yes yeah (laughs) as they're watching the newly dead show we find out that marissa she got the castle and the money she got all the cool shit and the count got luggage so he can get the fuck out of the (laughs) out of the castle and so uh, he turns the TV off with a bazooka and then <laughs> he's upset and he goes off to find the book in the castle because if he gets the book, he can insert evil sentence here. Uh, he says a lot of just fluff words. If he just wants to do evil things, it's funny. At some point, Dexter asks him, he's like, if you want to destroy everything, where, what are you going to do? Why? Why are you doing this? He's like, because I'm evil. <laughs> But he's like, but why? <laughs> so his butler is actually the guy that played 
the tall man in Phantasm. I thought that was really cool. So tons of jokes happen. They find a room that's 3D. That was actually pretty funny. They, <laughs> they find a room. It was earlier in the movie, but it's a room like the Honeymooners, and it's all in black and white. I thought that was actually a pretty funny joke. They yeah. play baseball in the hallway with the tall man. They, uh, fuck, there was some other joke that actually made me smile. Oh, they have a seance and Dexter's body is taken over by Elvis. And then <laughs> the seance words they used were just gibberish. But then a couple were like, like words from songs. It was, like I said, with every spoof movie we talk about, there's so many tiny jokes that go by so fast that I'm doing it at a disservice <laughs> by trying to explain it. So, like I said, you should check it out once and then be like, well, never have to watch that again. And then just yeah. walk away. <laughs> so the crew, they're actually split up at points. And Van Helsing actually goes to bed. And Dexter and Marissa keep searching the castle for the book. Van Helsing has a dream about a sexy vampire lady. And he pulls up his, like, crucifix. And then she's like, it's a dream. So it's not happening technically, but it could be happening. And he's like, what? And he gets bit in his dream and he wakes up and he got bit in real life. And I was like, but he had the crucifix on him. But hell, I don't know. So Van Helsing's a vampire. Oh, shit. That's weird. <laughs> and Dexter and Marissa split up and Dexter finds the book of evil. And then gets properly knocked the fuck out by one of the sexy vampire daughters. So Dexter is like strapped up to this like weird little like sacrificial stand. And Byron, the count, summons this, uh, this gigantic evil monster. Uh, originally from the movie, It Conquered the World. <laughs> and... Dexter and Marissa, they're trying their best to get free. And actually, Vampire Van Helsing gets Dexter out of the mm -hmm. shackles. And he's like, just because I'm a vampire doesn't mean I'm evil. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry. That was a bit racist of me. <laughs> and then Marissa's been, all throughout the movie, Marissa has been possessed by her namesake, a relative way in the past. And older Marissa is like, I'm the only one that can stop the count. And it's like, okay, well, sweet. Dexter gets free, grabs the book of evil, throws it into some fire, and does the sweetest fucking dive away from this gigantic explosion. And then while that's happening, Marissa, the old Marissa, hits the count with a lightning bolt. And I didn't know lightning could kill a vampire, but boy fucking howdy, he gets fucked up. And actually, he's like devil vampire at this point. And he gets super burnt as he says that he'll be back for the sequel. No, you will not. <laughs> no, you will not. So at this point, we we find out that uh, Marinus, the dad of Marissa, he was suffering from a oh, some type of crazy ass seizure, cataleptic, some crazy seizure. And he wasn't dead either. No one's dead in this movie except the Count. <laughs> I guess all the vampires too. And tells Marissa that she has to stay in the castle to make sure that monster never returns. And Van Helsing, he's a vampire. He also stays because he's going to stay with the sexy vampire women because they don't seem to want to kill him. And they seem to kind of like him. And then Dexter seems to be like her manager now. 
and her boyfriend yes thing. yeah and yeah. so marissa makes her like newest music video in a castle and her band is comprised of her vampire cousins and van helsing on drums and i was like oh this is so cute uh all through the movie we see that the the villagers of the town close to the a castle they've been like mulling over the fact that maybe we should just kill everybody in the castle or just destroy the castle or just do certain things and so the whole movie they they finally decide let's just go to the castle then we decide if we're gonna burn everything or just burn the castle or kill all the people and then they get there and then they they just finally give up at the end and they just they just go home i was like oh (laughs) so katie who was your favorite character in transylvania twist that would be dexter the comic relief (laughs) He literally introduces himself as that in, at one point. Uh, he's just full of dad jokes and he just kept the laughs coming. Like a lot of his jokes didn't land because they're dad jokes and they were just not funny. But some of them were solid and made me chuckle a few times. So definitely him. He was lighthearted the whole movie and he was pushing the story to get to the book. Like, everyone else was focused on like this family drama and he was just like okay but i need that book like my uncle needs that book that book is important like let's find the book um so yeah i really liked him emma well i also have dexter but my runner-up was the boris karloff reference and quote unquote cameo so that made me happy because i love boris karloff and his part in some of the original horror films so yeah but dexter was quite funny so micah who was your favorite oh oh my favorite very short and sweet your ad here did anybody catch it at the beginning no so at the very beginning of the movie they're doing like the the main characters and stuff with their like it it shows like a picture of their character and then like the actor name but like five or six people into it it's just this random girl and it just says your ad here with a phone number. <laughs> so that's my favorite yep. character. <laughs> that's too funny. Like I said, there were solid jokes in this. It just, it, it seems to be the problem with some spoofs. Either you just throw your ninja stars at jokes and just pray they all stick into the wall. Or you let some time breathe in between. But like I said, this was just a, a an assault on jokes. But my favorite character was actually I liked Marissa a lot. Yeah. The, the movie in 89, 1989. This character, for all intents and purposes, should have been a super duper airhead with her titties just hanging out, which was yeah. not the case. There were other women around her, but they weren't really that dumb either. So just about every woman that was scantily clad, they seemed I mean, they were either just vampires or something, but no one was really dumb in this movie. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And Marissa, very sure of herself. And honestly, she didn't even want the fucking castle. She's like, I don't really care about this. I just, you know, I wish my dad was here. That's all I really care about. And I thought she was pretty cool. It sucks that she wasn't really the hero of the movie at the end. It was the weird ghost of her, like, relative that did it. It'd been cool if she learned how to use powers, but this movie don't got time to be doing all of that. That's why, that's why the, you know, fucking 
deus ex machina of a ghost inhabiting <laughs> a body saved the day i was like they didn't mm -hmm. have time for that but no marissa was pretty cool in this movie katie who was your least favorite character that would be uncle orlock that guy sucked <laughs> He was just like, I don't know. Every time he said the word Orlock wanted me, like made me want to fucking throat punch him. Um, <laughs> kind of like Otis at the beginning of this podcast, because that's he was mimicking that guy in this movie. And it was just obnoxious as hell. And he was meant to be like this drab Dracula type character. Yeah. But he didn't have Dracula flair. He was just like boring he's like if the most boring old man who lived next door to you was also dracula it just like wasn't there wasn't a lot of like oomph to his character yeah and there should have been because he's like a vampire and vampires are like kind of known for being obnoxious and flamboyant and he just wasn't yeah emma i have to agree he was the most obnoxious character um it was hard to find characters that I didn't care for, but he was the one that stood out as the most obnoxious. So, I I mean, I had to go with him. So, Micah. Um, I'm going to go with Van Helsing. <laughs> that flip-flopping ass bitch. He gave up allows so quick. To get bit. He's this vampire hunter. Then he allows himself to fall asleep and get bit in his cutesy little friggin' pajamas that he had where, Ebenezer Scrooge wear with the hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 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 dude flip-flopped so hard he's like oh there are some benefits to becoming a, a vampire he said one could get used to this diet but also I'm I'm a good guy he yeah flip-flopping ass bitch go eat a waffle <laughs> <laughs> so I actually went with the count and it's a shame because i know what robert vaughn can do it, like I, I go back to basketball because i really enjoyed him as the villain in that movie and he was very much like uh tex richmond from the muppets movie just in the back like maniacal laugh maniacal laugh just, <laughs> like oozy and evil in that movie he was great in this one he i don't know it felt really stiff but maybe he was playing his dracula is like this annoyed dude that has to deal with these young kids trying to take his stuff. He felt like just a like a mean old grandpa kind of vampire. It, like Katie said, it wasn't the right flavor of vampire we wanted in this. Like yeah. when I want, when I think of silly vampire character, it's like Leslie Nielsen from Dead and Loving It, Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> That's the type of vampire I want, man. If it's gonna be a funny movie, you need to just ham it up. And he didn't ham it up enough. And I, I'm I'll save my next sentence, but there uh, should be more more vampires in this. So let's do seven word synopsis. So I only have one, and it ties into what I just said earlier. So my so my sentence is this movie needed more sexy female vampires. So, and not in a way like, hey, all my titties fell out. And I'm like, hey, all right. It's just, I needed more vampires because the one vampire we got a lot of wasn't that good at it. And his daughters in the back, we, we saw one beat up like 
monsters at the beginning of the movie. She was actually one of the daughters, the one at the absolute beginning of the movie. I just, I wouldn't mind if they said more and did more, but yeah, yeah what do I know? Katie. A dash of every pre-90s horror. Agreed. And then her songs were fire. His was not. <laughs> <laughs> that song was atrocious. But the royalties. The, <laughs> yeah, he didn't make any royalties. No one's listening to that song. It doesn't matter what you put. Think about the Micah. <laughs> uh, feature film plays like a YouTube series. <laughs> With like the kitschy little freaking commercials and stuff in between and like the little every once in a while put like a little clip show here and there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it appropriate that we found it on YouTube. <laughs> Fucking Hellraiser. Contrary and it is nowhere else, by the way. Yeah. Well, I searched because the grainy one on YouTube was hard to watch. That's for damn sure. Nice TV. Yep. <laughs> We I agree like, with that. We needed like a 13 inch, like has a VHS connected to it TV <laughs> to watch this movie. If on. were that the one in my upstairs bedroom worked, I would have watched it on there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, and Vampires, then not. <laughs> yep. Well, dear me, this was rather unexpected. <laughs> I will not stake vampires in class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you responsible for this? <laughs> On the nose, Mel Brooks versus Airplane. And then my alliterative Transylvania twist tries to tell toothy tale. Heck yeah. Yeah. So minority kill count, that's a big old zero. Because I don't think there were any minorities in this movie. Nope. So the number is 293 in Tito Turtle in a house in a plane full of vampires. Ma, uh, uh. So I, in my ultimate searching, which means I searched three things and could not find the absolute date. So I said, fuck it. This film came out at some point in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I was trying to find the exact days, and this bad boy said 1989. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point in that year, this movie came out, and I could not find a budget yeah, or a box office. They, yeah, they did not think about that shit back the then. The fact that this movie wasn't available for rent on like Prime or anything tells you just how, like, c or d level movie this is like there's no information on it anywhere oh yeah but it's crazy like certain things in it it's a fucking it's a shining gem but in some points it's like oh yeah i get why you can't find it anywhere yeah also <laughs> boris karloff that was a hell of a cameo right but it was not really a cameo it was a like mary poppins yeah. overlay situation <laughs> yeah fuck it came back from the dead to do it awesome yep. <laughs> so yeah no budget no box office hell uh it i mean going off the reception 
it got some it, it got a ton of mixed reviews uh some good ones saying that this might be one of the best late 80s wave of naked gun inspired horror spoofs like probably the best of horror ones and then some of them saying that like this is stupid <laughs> and it kind of hopped around there uh tv guy gave it two and a half stars out of four the <laughs> video movie guide two and a half two and a half out of five a lot of two out of half or whatever it yeah. is 50 percent. a lot of meh yeah a lot of meh amc gave it one out of five so, all right you know amc's trying to charge you for sitting in the regular rows so fuck yeah AMC. they are yeah amc better hope i don't see him in the street hit him right in the back of the head yep <laughs> catch these hands mm-hmm. yeah th- these hands are premium fat fuck Right. Do you, you want to fight me? <laughs> Do you want to catch his hands? <laughs> Bitch, I'll fight your ass. <laughs> Bitch, I'll beat your ass. Oh man, <laughs> I, I don't have TikTok on my on my phone, but I've seen that. That's probably my favorite TikTok. I can't have oh, TikTok yeah. on my phone because I just will not do anything else but just look at TikTok. Yeah, that's absolutely my favorite TikTok when they do the. You want to build a snowman, but it's just about violence. That's a very funny song. So, does anybody have anything else to say about Transylvania Twist? Watch it or don't. Damn. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's the most meh review in existence. Yeah. Emma gave all the options. Watch it or don't, and just walks out. <laughs> there are two types of people people who are going to watch this film and then listen to this episode, and those who didn't. Yeah. So- you're you're one of those too, so yeah. What? Watch more. Don't give your balls a tug. <laughs> just walk. Oh, pull your finger out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, just watch the music videos for the two songs that the girl did in this. Agreed. Like, look up Transylvania Twist movie on YouTube, and when you look that up, the the two videos that are right next to the movie are the two like music videos she did and they are hilarious yep yeah it's pretty spiffy so with that that is the end of this episode so if you have any other cool fun facts about vampires doing music videos van helsing being a vampire you can please that alan temper leave the email with this alan temper at gmail.com we have a facebook app alan temper i should be the card you know head hurt <laughs> So that is episode 272 in the books in a pocket out of sight. So the music you're listening to right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort. Flip in the CD anywhere you can find them. The Studio Fetus. Thank you so much for the artwork. So that was volume two, even though I wrote one right here and I said it out loud earlier. But that's volume two of Spoof Month. So I'm very excited. Uh, I think the next choice, uh, just is forced to be better than this movie. I don't know what the movie is, but it has to be better than this. And I just, just fucking jinxed us. It's going to be it. even this worse. It's going to be shitty as hell. <laughs> I'm going to pick the shittiest garbage ass movie now that you said that. Hey, it's fine. I've watched shit like this on the regular. It ain't going to hurt me. It ain't going to hurt my fucking soul. My soul's already broken. All the ones are like, all right, I, I couldn't make it through it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> watch these all the time yep <laughs> so like always thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with another spoof horror movie okay bye guys bye toots
man, that is the one thing they don't tell you about when you turn into a vampire. If you're a hair guy, it makes it almost impossible to get ready in the morning. 